Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Good morning, Mr. Case. Lil (laughs) Barron. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Hey, we're kind of wrapping things up here we're towards the end of the show the credits aren't running yet there's still (laughs) some action there's still some action to happen for sure but we're definitely wrapping things up what a blur these last couple of weeks have (laughs) been really you know we talked last week about how we work this whole year the whole year leading up to it and so much time and so much preparation and so much stress, really, that, that can go into <laughs> it, right? And then it happens, and it just goes by so quickly, so and quick. it feels like that has once again been the case yeah. this year. Uh, we've had our opening ceremonies. Mm-hmm. We've had our concert and celebration. We've had our friendship festival, and so many sports, yes. right? So many sports, yes. softball games, volleyball matches, archery, shooting sports, yeah. table tennis, pickleball. <laughs> the list just goes on and on and on, and it's yeah. amazing. It is. It's amazing. It's it what is. we do. It's it's what we, I mean, it's what we prepare all, all year, year for, right? <laughs> um, but we are kind of wrapping up. I'm wondering, yes. um, anything that stands out to you? You know, I I had a friend here who, it was his first year. Okay. And, of course, I tell him, you know, how it is. You know, yeah. that you come here for the competition the first year and then your come friends. Come back that, for your friends, yes. yeah. And he was like, whatever. He agreed with me. Yeah. I will be back next year, yeah. but I'm staying two weeks next year. So it's, it happens, right? It does. It does. I just I was over at swimming earlier uh, this week, and well, actually, it was last week. But yeah. I ran into a gentleman over there. Um, just he came because he was invited by a friend, and mm-hmm. and the friend was kind of singing the praises. Yeah. And you know, you, you never know what the, what's going to happen. Right. You, you try to control right. your expectations, but he was so gracious and so grateful and so thoughtful, and has just had a wonderful time. Yeah. And the same kind of thing. I. I didn't know what to expect. I came. I've had my expectations exceeded. Yeah. I can't wait to come back yeah. next year. Yeah. And that's I really think, what the games are about. I think everybody about. gets that. And yeah. I love that. And, you know, that happens not because of you or I, no, Lil. I mean, no. certainly we're doing our best to do Absolutely. our role. But that really happens because of the volunteers, because of the community, and because of the athletes. athletes. As Absolutely. they interact with each other, you get to hang out with cool people yeah. that love the same things that you do. Yes. And it just makes a difference. It does. It yeah. really does. Awesome. Well, today, I know, you know, <laughs> we get to talk with one of our amazing athletes and someone who's kind of right in the middle of everything. One of, one of those athletes that we were just talking about that makes uh, uh, yeah. not only his experience amazing, but also those that he runs into. Yeah. 63-year-old Eric Johnson is a 17-time Utah Best of State Male Amateur Athlete of the Year. 17 wow. times. That's incredible. Eric has won two <laughs> Utah Best of State Statue Awards for sports and is the first person to receive that honor twice. He's a member of five USATF National Champion teams with the SoCal Track Club and a 10-time Huntsman World Senior Games overall race walking champion which is, I mean, this is just incredible. Eric has won a total of 50 medals in the past 12 years of track and field and race walking at the Games, 32 of which were age group gold medals. And the list really just goes goes on on and on and on, including competing in the 1980 U.S. Olympic team in the 4x100-meter relay. Uh, Outside of athletic pursuits, Eric is a recreational therapist, a state correctional officer, a film actor, and philanthropist who is currently residing in Lehigh, Utah. Eric, 
Welcome back to the show. I know you've been on the show. It's been a, it's been a few years, but welcome back. Yeah. Yes, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's wonderful <laughs> be, to be in the studio with you guys. Yeah. Oh, it's our pleasure. Yeah. And thank you for coming and visiting with us. Um, I'm going to start at the beginning. You, you've, you've competed in so many different events at so many levels all around the world, but you've been a regular, kind of a staple here at the Huntsman World Senior Games. Take me back to the beginning. How did you find out? How were you introduced to the Huntsman World Senior Games all those years ago? Well, I'd been competing in my 40s in the USA track and field uh uh, championships and uh, regional meets all over the U.S. Uh, leading up to the age of 50. And a lot of athletes were telling me, hey, Eric, you know, when you turn 50, there are so many more competitions yeah. all around the country once you turn 50 and you become a senior. Uh, and you really ought to start thinking about competing at the Huntsman World Senior oh. Games. And I didn't know too much about it at the time. Yeah. But I thought, gosh, I'm looking forward to turning 50. I mean, how many people can say that? <laughs> but I, I I was looking forward to all those multiple comp- competitions, uh, and I thought, well, I'm going to I'm going to take my shot as soon as I can, as soon as I turn 50, and come down here to St. George and compete in the Huntsman World Senior Games. And you have, I, I just know I know this because I follow you a little bit. We're friends on Facebook, and we've been friends for a long time, actually, personal friends. But I do follow you around a little bit, and you have really taken full advantage of all of these senior events that are available to you. You love to compete. I love to compete in just about anything and everything you could think of, <laughs> yeah. from snowshoe racing to hockey to wow. swimming to... Jacks, tiddlywinks, <laughs> double dutch, jump rope, you name it, Eric's involved in it. Yeah, if someone challenges me, I'm ready to go give it a go. <laughs> That's awesome. And over the years, over the past several years, uh, having been a, a really a lover of, of competition, you have amassed an incredible number of medals. What's the total? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm one or two medals away from 2,300. Um, oh my goodness. Now I just want 2,300 medals. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> and, uh, and again, I mean, you've dedicated your, your time yeah. to it and, and in a lot of ways your life to it. Um, but that is incredible. That is incredible. That is. Now, are these on display or are they filed in a box? Like, how, how do you how do you track twenty three hundred <laughs> medals? <laughs> well, I have several rooms in my house okay. uh, that uh, covered the twenty three hundred medals. I have sixty sixty three USA track and field all american awards and almost wow. 300 trophies that are anywhere from a foot tall to about five feet tall wow. uh, and they fit in two rooms of my house right now and then i have many other types of things that are in the garage and boxes wow. but, but i have them on display in my in my house and uh they've just taken over everything <laughs> That is awesome. That, that is, is awesome. Great. And and fun and cool in so many ways and and yet I think I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think even you you who have just excelled in so many ways, I think you would also say that the the medals are amazing and it's been fun to track them. But it's really the people and the memories yeah. that you make, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. It's the yeah. friendships that I've made along the way that have yeah. made all the difference yeah. uh, that keep uh, it's one of the main factors that keep me motivated is to go see my friends at these Aww, meets and to cheer them on and encourage them to do well and and uh, it motivates me to stay in shape and continue doing my thing. Now you mentioned that you're up for anything and I know that about <laughs> you. You're willing to compete in anything, thumb wrestling, whatever. Right, whatever. Um, but you do have a specialty 
Um, what's your what's your favorite thing? What's your specialty? What's the thing that that you, that you really love to do? Well, my specialty is race walking, mm-hmm. and for many many years of my life, up until about the age of fifty, uh, I was a pure sprinter. I didn't do any long distance. I was a, sh- a pure sprinter, one of the fastest short distance sprinters in the world, um, uh, all the way up uh, into my fifties. Yeah, uh, and and so I made that conversion into race walking because I thought. Uh, um, I thought the sprinting is now being getting a little bit harder on my knees and my body. Uh, I won the the national championships in the high hurdles and intermediate hurdles uh, two weeks before I turned 50. Okay, wow. And, and they were starting to cause some stress fractures on my feet uh, from just the pounding of running hurdles. So I thought I need to convert into something else uh, that's maybe a, less, a little less uh, harsh on my body. And so uh, I was at the... Uh, uh, Utah Summer Games down in Cedar City. Yeah. And I was race you know and yeah. they just finished barely finished the 3000 meter race walk that day and this guy walks uh, a friend of mine says Eric how do you race walk and I stood up and walked for about 20 yards. And you, and you weren't you weren't registered no, at that time. I, I'd, I'd never race walked yeah, before. Yeah. But and, you'd been around track and field your whole life yeah, so you had some experience yeah. in, in watching it happen but and so I, I knew how to do the form I just never raced at it and and so I stood up and did it for about 20 yards on the track and the guy that won the 3000 meters that day in the race walk he walked up to me and said hey you have absolutely perfect form you ought to try this sometime and so uh, at the u.s championships for about six weeks prior to the u.s championships i practiced race walking on the lehigh high school track and uh and in my very first race i won the national title wow Wow. (laughs) so then i thought well i i'm I might, might need be to on to something it. here. Right. <laughs> yes. What a serendipitous right. uh, occurrence there. You know, almost as a, um, well, I mean, obviously you're helping your friend out, but almost just as in a passing, well, this is the way that you do it. Now, now I'm going to get back to my sprints, you know, mm-hmm. but it just happens that the right person was there at the right time to say, mm-hmm. hey, you really ought to consider this. And yeah. then you were willing to kind of shift gears yeah. a little bit, mm-hmm. try something new. And it's opened up a whole bunch of new avenues to oh, it's you been fabulous in my life converting from sprinting over into into race walking mm-hmm. it's been a wonderful conversion and it took me two years to uh, uh after that after that first race walk race i i was here at the huntsman world senior games and and won all three of the race walks in my age group yeah that's wow. amazing so there are probably people who are somewhat familiar with race walking, but there's probably a lot of people that right. don't really know what it is or maybe have a, a misunderstanding or a misperception <laughs> of what it is. For those of us who are not familiar with the sport, explain what race walking is and how it works and how somebody might even get involved in it. Well, it's it's a lot just like walking. You have to have your lead leg strike heel first. Uh, you can't get airborne in the race. You have to lock because that's running. If you get airborne yes, in the race, yes. right? Oh. And you have to lock your knee as you on that front leg swing, and you have to maintain your back leg locked until you uh, do that first heel strike. And so you you can't have to maintain contact with the ground. You can't run, uh, and you have to have to have those uh, knees locked uh, and that's the tough part uh, when you're getting that kind of speed and still having to lock your knees that's the wow. tough part so when people think of race walking you you think of the hip movements right mm-hmm. and the reason that happens is because of the requirement of having the locked knee mm-hmm. but when you 
really understand the mechanics of race walking, it's an incredibly efficient way to cover ground quickly. It is. Yeah. It is. And a lot of people think that you need to have a longer stride to be fast, but that's absolutely incorrect. Uh, Actually, your shorter stride will make you go faster. Really? That's Ah. interesting to me. I would not have guessed that. I wouldn't have either. A a shorter stride makes you go faster, and it also prevents you from getting shin splints uh, when, when you do a shorter stride. Interesting. I can't walk and chew gum, so I'm not sure I can do that. <laughs> well, I know I know there's definitely a technique, and it is quite technical, and it takes some practice. It's not yeah. it's not the kind of thing. Most of us are like Eric, where Eric, we can just right. stand up <laughs> off of the off of the seed and do a perfect right. do a perfect uh, race walk technique. But there there is a technique to it for sure, and kind of a skill, and yeah. and, and even an art to some degree to get yeah. it done right and to be able to efficiently and quickly move through it. Um, but you mentioned the shin splints I, throughout your incredible uh, decades long career. Yeah. I'm sure you've dealt with some injuries along the way. What advice do you have for athletes who are trying to figure out how to keep going without, you know, causing permanent damage? Well, you just need to keep a positive attitude when you do get an injury. You need to give yourself time to heal up, Mm -hmm. uh, go through the rehab process, continue stretching, continue uh, getting your therapies on it, uh, continue to have good nutrition uh, as your and supplements uh, as you're mending uh, and then go back at it once you're healed up then start training uh, hard again and and get yourself ready for your next competition but you don't ever give up mm. any injuries that stand out to you where you've been able to apply that advice that you've just talked about and you made it through it, and now you're you're on to the next thing. Anything that stands out? Well, I have torn my hamstring five times. Oh, my word. <laughs> over the course of my entire racing career. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, tearing hamstrings is just, uh, it takes months and months and months to heal from those. Uh, and you just say to yourself, I can't believe this happened to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because it's going to be about four months uh, at least minimum before you can be healed up. And so you just uh, continue in baby steps. You, you let your body heal up. Uh, you, you, know, you uh, apply all the medical techniques you need to to get mended. And, and you take supplements and, and you just follow the course. But once you get to that point where you can start moving and training again, you, you get back on your horse and you, and you go at it and, and you slowly get yourself rehabbed uh, to go compete again. But you never give up mm-hmm. uh, your dream uh, uh, of being what you want to be. Mm-hmm. Five wow. times. That's, yeah. that's a lot of patience. <laughs> I mean, probably a lot, a of, lot of pain, a lot of pain as well, but a lot of patience. That's yeah. awesome. So again, going back to your career, you've, you've competed in a lot of different places, a lot of different races. Um, what's one that stands out to you as maybe one of your favorite experiences that you've had out there? One of my favorite and proudest days, I would say, would be uh, I was at the uh, in 2012. I was at the USA Track and Field Arizona State Championships, and it was the third week of May, and it was 114 degrees uh, for two days of competing. Wow. Uh, And on day two, I was going to do the race walk, and I'd already competed in all uh, three other events prior to uh, the last event of the day, which was the 3,000-meter race walk. And so in that blistering heat where just waves of heat were coming off the track, 
Uh, I did a 14 uh, minute and 49 second uh, race walk in the 3000 meters in that kind of heat and my la- my lungs were just burning oh. at the end of the race uh, and it broke the Arizona state record. Wow. Uh, and in wow. that kind of heat, I was just so proud yeah. uh, to have left the track with that kind of a time in, yeah. on that heat hot of a day. Right. Yeah, rightfully so. Absolutely. That's like... There's a there's a physical element there for yeah. sure. There's no question about that. Yeah. But there's a mental element there yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Then it ended up being the number one time in in the U.S. that year for, for that, that year for that age bracket. Oh, so no. I was very On a happy. day where it's 114 <laughs> degrees. That's yeah. awesome. Congratulations. What a great yeah. memory. Um, you've been one of our biggest ambassadors here at the Huntsman World Senior Games. You've just been a staple in the race walk and in the track and field community. You've invited uh, a n- num- numberless people, tons of people to come. But maybe one of your biggest recruits has been your wife. Yes. Talk a little <laughs> bit about how you I- introduced her to the world of uh, sports and athletics. And, um, you know, how's that gone? Well, my wife, Tara, we just got married a little over three years ago. Mm. Now, the crazy story is, is Tara and I went to third grade together. Oh, really? Uh-huh. And Tara was probably, could have been present at my very first race uh, when On I was... On the field day when everybody's oh. out running. Uh-huh. Yeah. When I was eight years old doing that. field day. And, <laughs> and we went to third grade together. And, uh, and I did my very first race. And... Tara, um, uh, when we got married, while we were dating, though, uh, Tara looked in incredible shape, and I thought, gosh, she sure has some potential to be a track and field person. <laughs> but I, I didn't really... Which is how you evaluate all your dates, right? <laughs> First dates, we're evaluating the potential for track and field, right? <laughs> I didn't really I didn't really push the issue, but uh, but I thought, you know, you, you could really be something in track and field, and, and if you're interested, I could coach you. Uh, if you want to try this out, and so Tara agreed, and uh, and we started exercising together, and and I started taking her out to the track, and and Tara was a natural jumper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tara could long jump, triple jump, high jump. Uh, she's good at everything. She's been a uh, she, she's been good at all of those different events, uh, including power walking and the javelin and mm-hmm. shot put. I mean, she's amazing at, at all field events and, mm-hmm. and, and all, quite a few running events. And then uh, eventually we uh, uh, she started competing and, and doing well in track meets and road races and, and started breaking records and and she's just been amazing. Wow. She she was uh, she got fourteen USA Track and Field All American awards just last year. Oh wow. my word! That's uh, awesome. in, in one year, and and she uh, amazing. And she was the only woman in America to be All American in five different events: uh, the high jump, long jump, triple jump, javelin, and five thousand meter uh, run. Wow. Uh, all in one year. I think it's fair to say you've got a pretty good eye for talent. Yeah. Yes, I think so. <laughs> Well, she is amazing, and she's the love of my life. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Great. I love that. You've been doing this for a long time. What is it that motivates you? How do you keep going? Well, I uh, I like waking up each day, and I, I'm, an, I'm an early morning person. And so I'll get up uh, at 5 in the morning and get running, and and it just feels good. It makes wakes me up, makes me feel alive. Uh, it uh, really has contributed to good health, uh, being an athlete. Um, 
I, I like uh, being healthy and I like being able to do anything at my age. If yeah. I feel like yeah. climbing a mountain, I can go climb a mountain. If I want to row a boat around a lake, I can go do that. Uh, as long as you stay your, uh, in good health and, and in good shape, you can go do anything you want to in this world. That's a powerful, powerful motivator, yeah. that idea of I just want to be able to do the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I know that we, we talked about this last week as well, but I know that competition is a part of that. It's not the only part of it. Right. There are other things that can happen. But the but the idea of I'm going to stay in shape because I'm getting ready for a race in a month goes a long ways. Mm-hmm. It's a big motivator. It pushes me to work hard each day. It's in my thought every day of my next competition. Yeah. I take it one step, one race at a time. Uh, I don't look way, way forward in advance to two races. I just look at my next one and I say, what do I have to do to improve to get better for my next race? Which I think is just good advice yeah. for life, yeah. right? Yeah. If we yeah. can, if we can stay focused on what's coming next, get ready for that. And then it, it, it takes care of itself yeah following on so um what's next i mean you've done so many things so far (laughs) you've got you've got so many experiences and so much um you know success under your belt what's next what's coming up well i like to challenge myself i've done all kinds of goofy things competitions in my life from hockey to snowshoes to just a lot of different types of things and my next biggest dream i have is to maybe turn myself into being a pole vaulter Oh, uh, so you'll see. Yeah, six, 63, <laughs> right? Is that what I said? Uh-huh. 63 years old. I think it's time for maybe a career yeah. change. <laughs> and, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. Do you have any experience with pole vaulting? Yeah. I used a little to, bit? I okay. used to pole vault when I was younger. Okay, all right. Okay. So, and, and so I know some of, the fundamentals of, of the, some of the fundamentals of doing the pole vault. And I'll tell you why it's a motivator for me is to maybe get good at it. Is because I've been a USA track and field, field All-American in sprinting, hurdling, long distance running, and every distance from the 5k to the half marathon uh, and race walking and and a field event is my last category that i'd like to get an all-american in and no one's in the history of usa track and field has been an all-american in all of those categories so i want to be the first there's a motivator so if i get good at pole vaulting maybe i have a shot so do you know what the current records are i mean surely you've done a little bit of research you've studied a little bit Mm-hmm. It's all based on age groups, yeah, USA right. track and field, masters, all-American, uh, different heights. And, and that's what I'm, uh, I'm going to start, uh, I'm hoping I can train for. Last year, I broke my hand. Oh, uh, uh, not two, training for not training for pole vault? No, two okay, weeks after else, the Huntsman yeah. Games, I broke my hand oh. running. Oh, wow. Uh, I was running in the dark and and uh, tripped on, hit a curb. Oh, uh, oh man. And, and broke and you my went hand. Down. And so that went that year of training for the pole vault. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that uh, I'll be back. And there's a nice pole vaulting school here in Utah that I want to join and give it a go. See what oh, I can do. So cool. That's that so fun. Great. I you talked about the Utah Summer Games earlier. I actually pole vaulted one year, and that's the only time I've ever pole vaulted. I didn't have any training. I had so much fun doing it. I was not good at it, but I had so much fun doing it. Eric, thank you. That's all the time that we've got. Yes. But best of luck yes. with the, hey, with your next you goals so and and uh, everything that you have going on. That's it's super awesome. super exciting. Yeah. But thanks for having me on the show. It's been yeah. wonderful with you too our pleasure really good stuff and i I love i love his vision of 
just take the next thing. Yeah. Just take the next yeah. thing. It's so easy to get caught up in, oh, but you know, in five years or 10 years or even like six mm-hmm. months down the road, just do the next thing. Yeah. That's and, how we get stuff done. Injuring his hand and going, just keep going. Oh. I love it. I love it. <laughs> hey, we are wrapping up with the yes, games, but it is not too late to experience the Huntsman World Senior mm-hmm. Games. Things are, seems, things are wrapping up, but there's still lots to do. Visit seniorgames.net for schedules mm-hmm. of events that are still going on. We've got softball, volleyball, pickleball, a bunch of stuff that's still mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. I got to mention our Friendship Festival. Yeah. Um, that's still available uh, tonight and tomorrow at the Dixie Center, mm-hmm. the 19th and the 20th. Just come on down, celebrate with us. We've got music, entertainment. We've got food trucks yep. that are there. Free admission. Yeah. So, you know, if you're looking for a place to just hang out and relax and meet some amazing athletes from all around the world, if you're local, if you're one of the athletes that's in town, come and hang out with your fellow athletes. Uh, Like I said, it's at the Dixie Center. There's plenty of parking there, especially in the south parking lot Mm -hmm. of the Dixie Center. But we'd love to see you come out and just uh, have fun with us at the Friendship Festival. Our guest next week is Bruce McBarnett, excuse me, former Army captain, graduate of Princeton University and graduate of New York University School of Law. He's a high jumper. Oh. Bruce has won 15 world championships and 43 USA national master championships for his age group, along with breaking several national and world records wow. along the way as well. Wow. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and turn it into a podcast, and you can subscribe anywhere where you find podcasts. Take a moment and give us a rating, write a quick review if you are listening by podcast you can also find this and previous shows on our website at seniorgames.net so check that out today's inspirational thought comes from wayne dyer who's an american writer motivational speaker he says if you believe it'll work out you'll see opportunities if you don't believe it'll work out you'll see obstacles Mm. until next thursday stay active